sisters. And later on, we're going to have the amazing wrestler Vampiro. But first, we're going to talk about um, some of our favorite films of 2020. And I'm going to mention just one TV show as well. I have a brand new person for Screen Sisters. I'm going to have her introduce herself, but her name is Hansi Oppenheimer. And she's like really, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a production company called Squee Productions. But Squee Projects. Squee Projects, I'm sorry. Okay. And, and just going to have her say hi and a little introduction. Yeah. Hi. So I'm Hansi Oppenheimer, and I'm a filmmaker and a fangirl. And um, I have a creative collaborative called Squee Projects. And we do panels and discussions and film festivals and lots of assorted um, geeky, <laughs> geeky things. Cool. Well, that works quite nice with us here. Um, so now that there's of three of us as sisters, are we the weird sisters? <laughs> well, we might have a fourth coming back. Um, we might have Jessa Doom who is one of our original Scream Sisters coming back. So Cool. So it's sort cool. of a, a rolling collaborative kind of thing, which is cool. Yeah. 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 She might be coming back as well. So it's always, you know, a kind of like to keep things fresh here at Scream Sisters. Um, so for 2020 films, I I noticed, I looked at your list and I noticed um, there were a couple that we both had in common. Let me pull up your list again. Yeah, we were going to chat about our favorite horror films of 2020, right? Yeah. And I've forgotten and so many that I've seen because I see so many. So it's probably the most recent ones, <laughs> but... But there are a couple that really stand out. Yeah, there are a couple. Well, one of them was my last show, actually, uh, which was Driven. Yeah, which is a, a really interesting film. Um, I loved it. I mean, you know, Richard Spate Jr., of course. But I also loved it. You know, it was a woman who wrote it and directed it. And yes. um, they also, you know, made such a great, interesting film with clearly a very low budget Um and, yeah. and it's a it's a really fun film, really interesting. I think they did a great job. I totally agree. I mean, it to me, it had kind of like a Twilight Zone-y feeling to the show, but also even like an episode of Supernatural. Well, because, yeah, <laughs> Richard Spade. <laughs> yeah, I love Richard. Unfortunately, Richard wasn't on the show, which really really depressed me being the fangirl that I am but I'm a professional I'm a yeah. professional fangirl I mean I've had you know so many big stars on the show and you know but you got the the woman who wrote it and directed it which is amazing yeah I would, I would love to chat with her I think she did an incredible job what's her name let's give her a shout out uh Casey Dillard cool Casey Dillard did a great Casey job Casey Dillard you rock yeah, she was great it's, in it too. She was. Uh, it you're was listening it was, by any chance? Yeah, 
Stacey Dillard, you totally rock. Um, Glenn Payne, who was the director, who I still keep in touch with. He's the sweetest guy. He is amazing. Do you know what their budget uh, was? Um, not much. <laughs> yeah, but they they were really creative with it. So that yeah. that's it. That always impresses me. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they were just basically in the car and yeah, not they many made other it interesting. Places. They made it work. Yeah, but they they there's a series on Amazon Prime that they did. I I can't remember. I I did write it down someplace. I will get it to you. Yes, please. But it's on the episode. It's mentioned on the Driven episode, so you just have to listen to it. But fair enough. But um, another one that's on both our list. Um, host. Another female screenwriter, Gemma Hurley, um, and okay. and Rob Savage, I believe, and I don't know who the third screenwriter was. Another uh, gentleman, but um, I had Gemma Hurley on the on my panel for New York City Horror Film Fest. Oh, cool. And, and host was a really another interesting, really, you know, it, it takes you down a place you don't think it's going to go. And I thought that was an interesting film. Yeah, that was very interesting. It was done during during the beginning of COVID. And it was, you know, it was, to yeah, it was totally, completely different. I don't normally like found footage films at all. But that one was just, you know, it, it just took it to another place. When it works, it works, you know? If yeah. You do it right, it works. Yeah, it had a great plot line, and, you know, it was, the way it was filmed was, you know, was still good. It wasn't like a shaky camera or anything like that, so that didn't bother me. Oh, you don't like and, the shaky cam? <laughs> no. No, but I did, I, I did like Cloverfield, I admit that, but. I love the shaky cam. I'm totally low-tech. <laughs> no. I don't like the shaky cam much, but but it was it was very very interesting and it really kept me on my toes during it and it was just one of those original inventive films which I wish we saw more of in Hollywood and actually in 2020 we saw a lot of inventive films. Well, and... I think we're also uh, I mean we're seeing a lot of um, they're they're not. I mean, they're they're independent films. They're not, you yes. know, thousand dollar budget films. They're still like, you know, a hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar films. But there's that's independent these days, you know. Unfortunately, so. yeah, they're all independent films, which is well, I mean, it's not unfortunate, but that's where we get our original films from is is the indies. Yeah, I'm all and, for it. Yeah, I'm all for it. That's why on this show I've had so many independent writers and and directors on 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 there because on here because that's where I find my originality and what I enjoy. The only one that maybe somewhere between indie and Hollywood was Body Cam, which um, I thought was really well done. And um, I Mary did J. not see that. Really interesting film. Um, you know, it's it's a cop with a body cam, but there's supernatural stuff going on. So it's sort of found footage, but it's so well done. And Mary J. Blige is in it, and she's amazing in it. Oh, I love her. Yeah, definitely well worth the watch. Hmm. Okay. All right. 
guns akimbo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I freely admit I am totally attracted to Daniel Radcliffe now. <laughs> I love that he takes on these really interesting roles. I think that's that's the thing I love the most about him. I mean, I was never a Harry Potter fan because it was kind of after you know my kid was, but you know I'm yeah. older, so you know I read the books, but it was never my thing. But he, I, I liked Harry Potter. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there were good books. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole J.K. Rowling horror yeah. story, but um, yeah. but what I love about him is he has taken on like horns. He's taken on these really interesting, weird roles. Horns. I just watched it the other day and I was just like, is it bad to be attracted to Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> With horns? Harry Potter? He was so freaking sexy in that movie. And, you know, shout out to Joe Hill, right? Because based on a Joe Hill yes. book. I yeah. wish they would do um, Heart Shaped Box. Oh, I'd, yeah. I I'd love that, that book. That as a film. Yeah. Those are the three books I've read is that, Nosferatu, and and Horns. I had The Fireman. That's when I went, I went to the book signing for The Fireman. And that's when he had me play the kazoo. I don't know why he has people play the kazoo. But he has people. Speaking of kazoos, now we're back to loud and swain. <laughs> we're back to supernatural with the kazoos. <laughs> they were supposed to play Boston, and they canceled it because of COVID. Oh, I was so bummed. Well, they've been doing stages and stuff, so yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll come back when. when oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah, he plays. Hopefully. You know, they they play in a little place in New York. You know. They used to before COVID, and hopefully live performances will come back. Um, have you seen Have you seen The Pale Door? No. No, that's a film I definitely want to pimp. <laughs> it's I'll, like one of the ones I want to watch. <laughs> I'll tell you why. First of all, not only is Joe R. Lansdale executive producer, but his brilliant son Keith Lansdale co-wrote the screenplay, and it's oh. one. It's, it's like a western where they run into witches. So it's okay. <laughs> it's just I love westerns and I love witches. I'm a yeah, witch. Yeah. So. And it's horror. So it's it's one of those really weird movies that like takes you in different places and was so well done and definitely is worth worth watching. I always say this on the show. It's like I always like mention Shudder, but it's like it's like please sponsor me Shudder. Yeah, well, Actually, we'll... Horoscope <laughs> is is sponsored by Shudder. Oh cool. Yeah, even though I've never seen like an, I didn't see an ad in our magazine, but I didn't see the first issue. It sold out even, and and my editor did not send me a copy. I'm only I only had one article in there though. In the second issue, I had two articles, like two big articles. Speaking of fans of Supernatural, have you seen um, anything for Jackson? It's got Julian Richens in it. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh. Oh no, I actually haven't watched it, but I will. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've actually heard people talking about it, like in horror groups and stuff on Facebook. So it's like on my list. Love him. He's so funny because he's like such a he's like an old punk. You know, when you see him on you know, I've person and stuff. He's an old punk, but then like 
I was at one of the yeah. Supernatural cons and he was doing um, death uh, photo ops and he walked by in his death costume and Aww. like the hair on my arms stood up. I mean, his whole demeanor was completely different. It was, yeah, he's an amazing actor. Oh man. Yeah. I've ne- he wasn't at the con I went to. Yeah, he was, uh, he did with Loudon Swain and he was totally punking out and then he was deaf and I was just... <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so what other ones do we uh, like in common? What are the other ones? How about uh, Bad Hair? Have you seen that one? Yes. What'd you think? That was weird. <laughs> I knew! I loved it. I love yeah. horror comedies. I, I love horror comedies. and That was just so different. It's also like so political. I mean, when when you think Very about political, you know yeah. what women of color have had to you know put up with you know to you know with their hair and you know all the horrible things they've been forced to do to you know to pass you know and when their hair is so fucking beautiful it's just yeah um so it, it was it was both funny interesting and political commentary yeah I thought I had it bad having to bleach my hair and dye it and you know. Because <laughs> I dye it, you know. Right now it's purple and pink, but you can't really tell because it's faded so much. Well, I would be thrilled to be able to do poofs. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what other ones. Um, one bedroom. Didn't see it. Okay, that's a weird one. It 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 has its moments. Um, that's a weird blood quantum. Yeah, that was great. That was really good. Well, zombie movie number one, a very interesting concept that the Native Americans were were um, resistant to the zombie virus. Yeah, yeah. very interesting. Them. I was like, good for them. I'm like, they deserve it. All, all there for the Native American people. Yeah, um, I think they well were. Done. They were Inuit. Right, because it was like it was supposed to be uh, like Alaska, but um, but yeah, like hey, you know, I mean, I would just want to see more. I, I definitely am seeing a lot more representation in the films I'm seeing these days, more diversity and representation. I'm not seeing as much representation on the production side, you know, the directors as I'd like, but I'm definitely seeing more in casting, which makes me happy. Yeah, that was great. Um, let's see. Um, Vampires versus the Bronx was pretty funny. Yeah, it was fun. It was you know, it was you know, sort of classic New York. Um, you know, yeah, it was like it was kind of like an exploitation movie. Yeah, yeah, which I'm a big fan of. I love like B movies. You know, yeah. Um did did you see the Beach House? Um, I think I did, but it's you know, I I have a really bad memory for plots i tend to remember images more um and there's so many where people like rent a house there's one have you seen um it's something like where they're trying to sell the house and janet barney is in it from stand against evil and the house is haunted and so this guy buys it as a fixer up and, you know, and then all these horrible things start happening, and I forget what it's called. Mm, Something for sale, or I'll have to send you more info. Doesn't sound familiar, but Beach House was really interesting. It was like, um, there was like 
some type of virus in the water and it turned out to be like a body horror movie oh, okay and it was re- it was really really gross what about the color of space oh i enjoyed that although i, I am getting a little crazy. sick of um crazy nicholas cage well that's could be said about any movie nicholas cage is <laughs> i don't know i i love crazy nicholas cage yeah i i, I do depending on the movie like i couldn't get through mandy i just couldn't get through it Really? I tried like three or four times. I love just like, Nope, nope, nope. But um, but yeah. I mean, he's he is who he is, and he's fun to watch. And the movie was really well done. Um, Though the I, only mo- movie I ever walked out on was Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> That's a pretty bad one. Yeah, yeah. Although it might age differently. Like sometimes films that you think suck at the time, when you revisit them, you know, you can see them in a different way. Yeah, I think they're actually putting it on Shutter next month, so I might watch it and see what I think of it now. Yeah. Considering, you know, it was a really long time ago that I watched yeah. it. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I definitely find, like, my feelings about, you know, and, and uh, yes, yeah, so, um, I watched uh, VFW today, which was just brilliant. Um, really? I don't know if it's a 2019 or 2020, but I'm going to say 2020 just because it was just put on Shutter. But it's very much like Precinct 13, Night of the Living Dead. But you know, it's about these old vets, you know, who um, these drug dealers go up against these old vets, and like the old dudes are so cool. <laughs> you know, they're just like they're just you know like okay set up the perimeter you know and and they're kicking the crap out of these young you know druggy thugs it's really fun it's it's not really a horror movie then is it well in the same way that the the green room is kind of a horror movie i was comparing it to like the green room that's what it it looked like to me assault on precinct 13 you know um the green room was really good but it was like so weird seeing seeing patrick stewart in that role oh i know it's a neo-nazi jeez yeah but he was really good he, he was talking. yeah everybody was but good you hardly him. ever see him as a bad guy yeah it's hard to see him as a bad guy because we love him so much yeah he's great i got to see him in christmas carol on broadway it was oh that's awesome yeah it was great how about um let's see spree no i didn't see it it doesn't look interesting to me okay it's another one of those films that sort of plays on the trope of some you know wanting to get viewers but um you know some instagram guy or whatever you know wanting to get viewers um and but instead he decides to start like killing people to get viewers (laughs) oh okay so there's some good gore and and it's kind of a fun ride. There's a lot of like, like it. there's a lot of films about Uber too these days, like Uber and Lyft drivers. You know? Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. That would scare me because I take Uber a lot. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> um. Did you see the owners? Yeah, oh yeah, house. yeah, yeah! That was great. That, that was, really that was good. great. Yeah, that's one of those movies that like totally flips. Like you're like, yeah. oh, holy crap! <laughs> yeah, Macy Williams was in it, who I always love. Yeah, Doctor Who. 
Yep. That was like two Doctor Who people. I'm Sylvester McCoy. Oh, that was Sylvester McCoy? Holy crap, I didn't know that. I know, he looks so old. Well, jeez. I think they yeah. made him look older even than he was. Maybe. Wow, I didn't realize I saw, that was him. Well, I saw him about a year or two ago at a con, and he didn't look that bad. <laughs> I'm sure they aged him for the part, but he was great in it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he always makes these, like, goofy faces at people. You notice how many films have, like, besides the Uber drivers and the Instagram people, there's a new trope, sort of, like, of the old people kicking ass now. And I think it's really interesting, you know, sort of following these trends, like what are we seeing in, you know, um, in horror films, or maybe it's just the horror films I watch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy yeah. to see old people kicking ass because I'm an old person. <laughs> yeah, the um, the secret movie that they showed at the Dark Sky Films was uh, Dementia 2, and it was an old, it was an old lady, like, killing people. Oh, cool. But she was dead. <laughs> she was she was like a zombie. But oh, okay, that sounds fun. I shouldn't say anything because it's actually coming out. Yeah. Well, I saw um the two films I got to see at, that I well I got to see a bunch of films, but the two films I really liked at um New York City Horror Film Fest was The Reckoning, which is sort of like a you know a period piece, you know where they're gonna torture this witch, although she's not a witch. Um, but it's it's really well done. And then there was a short um, backwards creep that I'm really looking forward to see what the the feature is because the short was sort of like I guess a presentation sort of so they could get money for a feature, and it looks oh, okay. really interesting. Hmm. You said creak or creep? Creep, backwards creep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've some it, really good shorts. They probably have a trailer. Um, you know, on YouTube or something, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. Did you see Wolf of Snow Hollow? I haven't seen it yet. Um, I go on and off with Shudder. Basically, when Joe Bob's going to be on Shudder, I renew my subscription, and then when Joe Bob's off, I let it go. <laughs> I bounce. Well, it has a special... It's not on Shudder. I it was for a while, I thought. Fire. I thought it was on Shutter for a while, or coming to Shutter. I think it's on Amazon Prime now, but you have to pay for it, right? Yeah, I paid for it. Yeah. But I heard it was really, really good, and I was doing research from my werewolf article for uh, for Horoscope. I love werewolves. The next issue. I think they're my favorite monsters. Really? Yeah, definitely. I'd love I, to be a I'm... werewolf. Yeah, but I'm, I was you know. watching all werewolf movies, like in a row <laughs> yeah well there's so many good ones i mean um, yeah wolf cop is great um oh yeah i've seen wolf, um, wolf wolf cops uh is it bad moon uh, i mean there's there's so many you know besides I the i didn't like bad moon that much but it was all right but yeah there's there's so many that uh but you ginger know, snaps that... oh god i love ginger snaps and i love um both actresses and we're back to yes. supernatural and Hannibal now, <laughs> right? Because um, uh, the younger sister, um, is it Elizabeth Perkins, plays Becky yes. in Supernatural, and yep. then 
Ginger is Isabel. I forget her last name, but she's Catherine. in Catherine. Catherine Isabel. Yeah, so she's in um, the series Hannibal. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's talking about amazing horror TV shows. That's definitely one of my top five, maybe ten. I don't know. I have a lot. I never finished it. I have it all. Oh, you have to watch it. It has like the best finale of any show ever. I got up to season three, I think. But Well, there's only three seasons. Oh, no, I got up to season two. That's oh. right. Yeah, season two drags a little bit, but picks up yeah so what yeah, shows I always wish are you watching the con. huh what shows are you watching for 2020 that are interesting uh for 2021 for for you know currently what horror shows are you watching um i'm just one the only thing i've been watching is the the new wandavision series it's not horror oh i haven't i haven't seen that yet it looks great though are you enjoying it? I love it. It's great. It actually is kind of horror, actually. I can see that. I mean, it's Scarlet Witch, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is actually kind of a horror show, but... Yeah, I'm catching up on the boys, because, I, you know, I hate to go into the second season unless I, like, re-watch the first season, because I'm anal like that. <laughs> so I'm re-watching the boys. And um, and I know Jensen's going to be there, you know, for the third yes. season as Soldier Boy. Oh yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, well, the whole thing is great. And I love Kripke and Garth Ennis as a team together. That's yeah. Know, it was great. second season was really good. Haven't gotten there yet, but but I love <laughs> I love it. It's a great show. It's um, brilliant. <laughs> I think of twenty twenty. The show I really loved was that one series, uh, Watchmen. I didn't see it. Oh, it's it's my really... series was Lovecraft Country. Oh yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. But amazing. I think Watchmen will also because it's very much about racism and um in fact a lot of people I know said they couldn't watch it it was just too much, which is always a good sign. <laughs> well, I have HBO Max so I can watch it if I want. Yeah, and it's only like 6 or 8 episodes. But they're like really okay. packed, and uh, it, it's um, it's a, I love that it's just a whole complete thing in itself. I think that's the way to go with series now. It's just like you know, it's going to be one or two seasons. We already have it written; it's completed. It's you know, this is the arc, you know, and then end it because so many shows get cut off before they really, you know, you're just so frustrated. It's like, wait, they canceled. You know, I mean, Ash vs Evil Dead was we were really lucky because they ended on such a perfect place. Oh, yeah, sort of. I thought that was a perfect place. I mean, I would have loved to have gone farther, but having him end up where he did at, you know, the end of season three was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's okay. I can live oh, with that. Oh, they get the video game coming out. Yeah, well, as long as Bruce is working, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was watching Sabrina when they ended that. But... Oh, they have they ended that? Mm -hmm. I watched the first season and I kind of like I might go back to it at some point but I just kind of like I don't know I I was really see I really loved the ants in the original Sabrina and I really wanted the ants to be cool in the new Sabrina and you know they're just not you know so they get better yeah 
Yeah. I like the weird ants in Practical Magic. They're my favorite of like witchy ants. Like <laughs> that's how I'm gonna dress when I'm like in ten years when I'm seventy. <laughs> I was gonna say when I'm old, but I'm already old, so <laughs> Oh stop that. <laughs> oh stop that. <laughs> so they get they get better. It it it's interesting. They they it's dark they go dark i know they yeah it goes dark it goes light it goes dark okay. and then it goes light it, it, it's it's a lot of mishmash it's a lot of like the way they ended it is very dark okay but also light does it work yes okay i have no problem with dark as long as it works yeah and we actually get to see the original ants oh that's awesome and the original Salem. Oh, Salem. Yeah. The animatronic Salem. Yes. Cool. And it's very funny how we get to see them, too. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I'll go back and check that out then. Yeah, it's fun. It's not very long either, I don't think. But there's four parts total. Okay. Any um, any horror documentaries from the recent year that you'd like to discuss? Or I don't do documentaries. Really? You don't watch documentaries at all? No. Not even like horror noir or that's on Shutter, and it's amazing. Um, well, I watched the one on Keen Hodder. That was a great one. I watched the one on Tom Savini. So yeah, that I was guess great. <laughs> so Camiras, I love that one. Okay. Um, horror noir is great because it's all about um, you know black horror so they, they talk to all these um, people of color in the industry, actors, directors filmmakers, you know you have it and they talk about the films and uh, it was it was really informative and interesting and, um, and well done I watched ones on like horror fandom on Amazon but I don't remember what they're called but I know one of my friends was on it. You've seen my one on Joe Bob Briggs, right? My little mini doc? No. Oh, yeah, I have a little 20-minute mini doc on Joe Bob Briggs. Um, oh, okay. How do I see it? It's on my YouTube. Okay. Well, well, why don't you announce your YouTube so people can see it? Um, it's, I think it's, uh, I'd have to send you the link because I, I sort of went through a transition where my production company name changed. Okay. So, but I'll, I'll say you can add the links to the, you know. The, yeah, I'll I'll put you on as a moderator, you know, as a moderator, and you can post on screen. I'm so moderating. This is moderating. <laughs> no, on on the Facebook page. Oh, okay. So cool. 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 Okay. People love Joe Bob. Yeah, yeah, and and it's um. He declined to be in it because he hates watching himself on camera. In fact, Darcy said that recently. Like she finally made him watch himself on Monster Vision. He he doesn't watch himself on camera. He hates it. So he declines. But I got quotes from John Waters. I got Sven Gulli. I got um, uh, Slums of Film History. I got all these really cool McGarris. All these really cool people in it. Um, Joe Lansdale wrote a piece for me for it, which he read for me on it. Um, yeah, it won a couple of awards. It won um, Best in Show at Mad Monster. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. So we should wrap up here. 
no, let's talk about horror more all night. <laughs> we could do that on another show. This is supposed you to know, be we don't have to record it though. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, so um, do you need to say anything to wrap it up before I wrap up the recording? Um, no. Well, we have we have Vampiro on the interview, so and that's going to be Georgiana. Uh, that's going to be Requiem and me. And, and he is who? He is a wrestler. I figured, okay. From, um, <laughs> yeah, he's a wrestler that's been around for quite a while. Well, I used to watch the, um, um he the, the, wrestled the, in Mexico. Remember Glow? And, I used to watch Glow. Hi, this is Doug Bradley, Pinhead from the Hellraiser Movies, and you are listening to the Scream Sisters. And you better keep listening, or I will tear your soul apart. You ready? Go. Okay. Hi, this is Misty from the Scream Sisters, and I have my partner in crime, Requiem, with me. We have a very special show. We have the wrestler, Vampiro also known as Ian Hodgson. Did I pronounce your name right? I'm sorry. You're good. <laughs> okay. Um, I will freely admit I'm, I'm not... I, I'm a little new to the wrestling world. I was not in that particular era. However, I am a huge Roddy Piper fan, but... <laughs> <coughs> I'm very honored to have you on my show. I really am. Um, our show, I'm sorry. But I am going to put this over to Jordana. I'm sorry, to Requiem, because Requiem is an expert on wrestling. Wow. So I'm going to hand this over to you, but I have one question for you first. Oh, yes. The usual Okay. This is the question we ask every single one of our guests. Okay. What is your favorite scary movie? The DVD of my wedding. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get awesome. a DVD of mine, but I would have said that too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> I mean, it's a bit, uh, I got so many. I mean, uh, our company, Raven Banner, we, we specialize in horror films. Um, my my favorite film right now uh, going as, is probably The Autopsy Jane Doe. Um, oh, yeah, good choice. We, we distributed that in Canada. Um, and um, it's it's a personal favorite of mine. Great. I'm sorry, I didn't introduce you. Um, Michael. Pasht. Pasht. And where are you from, Michael? Toronto. Toronto. Okay. Oh, so okay. Um, that's very cool about your podcast. I'll just quickly let you know that that yeah, we we work with a lot of uh, uh, female horror filmmakers: uh, Gigi Guerrero, Issa Lopez, Denise Gastarhazi. Um, God, you know Audrey Cummings. Uh, there's there's uh, you know uh, 
a whole bunch of them. And uh, there's some, uh, Jovanka Vukovic is another great uh, uh, filmmaker. There's, 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 it's amazing to see uh, this, this uh, uh, new wave of talent that's coming up. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we would love any kind of chance to get some of them because sometimes female filmmakers don't get a lot of press or you know awareness about them and especially you know we do horror so definitely please pass the word on to anyone who's interested and we will absolutely love to interview them meet them promote their films absolutely thank you all right um i'm going to take the lead on this and so um let me start with you michael um how did you meet ian and what inspired you to make a documentary about him um I mean, in a nutshell, the guy lived in Mexico uh, years ago, and, and I love Lucha Libre, I love wrestling. Uh, I bumped into, uh, I met Ian uh, back then. We kept in touch over the years. Uh, and then um, we bumped into each other in the airport, and he kind of gave me an update on his life. And I found out that he was flying from Thunder Bay, Ontario, to Mexico City, to Los Angeles, doing this on a weekly basis. And I was like, why, like why, who commutes like that on a weekly basis? And he said, just because I had to be home on Sunday to be with my daughter, um, to, to basically take her to school on Monday morning. And for me, that was like, that was just, my mind was blown. I said, that's the story right there. And we started talking and then two years of filming and you know, two, three years of filming, now here we are. Yeah, I noticed that it was over quite a long period of time. So, so the, the original idea was, was hearing the idea about how he was commuting with his to be with his daughter it didn't start out like necessarily about his career and then go that way it started with you learned about his daughter and no i mean I, I, absolutely i think that's the the the, the heart of the the, the the film for me it was, it was what i was most interested in and it was the point of where where ian was in his life at that moment uh and i think that's um that was where we started at. Okay. Um, so I'll go to Ian now. Um, in the film, um, we, we learned that you went to Mexico to get your start in wrestling. Why did you choose Mexico? Because of course, you know, there's many, there were many opportunities here at that time with, you know, even with independent um, promotions. Why did you choose Mexico? No, there really wasn't that. There weren't, okay. Because I started in the, in the early eighties. So mm -hmm. at that time, there was basically Calgary, but that was, wasn't really happening anymore. Memphis, right? But, but you couldn't get in there. Um, there was Japan, but you had to be brought to Japan. So there really wasn't anywhere to go. Okay. Uh, that was worthwhile except Mexico. So that's 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 why. And did you did you watch Lucha Libre as a as a kid or or anything no. like that or you didn't you didn't watch anything? Yeah, no clue. You had no clothes. You just decided one day you went to Mexico and that was it. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Matt Stryker said, under all of this, meaning I guess you, <laughs> um, you're a dad. And the film did go into your wrestling career, of course, but you said, first and foremost, you're a dad. So how did being a dad influence you in your career? It helped me get away from it. It, it helped me realize that if, if I, if I was going to be a father, um, you, you can't, I saw an interview once with the singer from REM and he was explaining how he goes on the road 
12, 13, 14 months at a time. And when he comes home, the family or anybody in his life has moved on, has grown up, has new interests. Then he's home for a few weeks and he goes back on the road. So there's never a relationship. And I knew that from my own life. And then I knew that why I was always a single person or I didn't have a good marriage or things like that because I'm always on the road. And I, I, my father was a truck driver. So my father was never home. And then when he left, I, I, it was like, I didn't know him anyways. Um, so I, I knew in my head that if I wanted to be in this person's life, I had to get away from pro wrestling full time. And that's, was probably the biggest influence was that. But it kept, it kept sucking you back in. And I, and, and I have to say, I was very impressed with, um, your production skills. I mean, I thought, and when you said that's where you belonged, I, I, I could just tell from watching the film how how aware you were of what was going on in the ring and what was going on behind the scenes and you thought you had found your niche um so you did you truly enjoy being a producer or was it just a necessary evil for you oh, i absolutely loved it I, I loved it more than anything i think it's the greatest thing ever I, I it's to me as a creative person it's the most fun i've had in my whole career i loved it more than being in the ring a million times yeah for sure. So, um, uh, <laughs> so we, at the end of the film, we saw your daughter graduated from high school. What is she up to now? Uh, she's in college. Oh, um, yeah. She's studying and that's it. Just preparing, getting ready for this virus to finish. And so she can get back out there. Miss, do you have anything? Um, one of the things I saw that was fun is that in when you were in W, I think WCW, I saw that you brought in the misfits and things. How, how did that feel having having some a great band like the misfits in there? How did it feel to be a misfit? Oh, it was awesome, just like you would think it would be. I was a huge fan, and you know, I, I knew what it meant to to wrestling to have you know, because all the wrestling people know of the misfits you know because we're all weirdos who like that kind of stuff anyways and all of the punk rockers like wrestling so i knew that it you know i knew in that company in the united states i was never gonna have championship opportunities and i i I just knew that it was all bullshit so i knew that i had to do certain things to really leave my mark and uh i will always be the only guy who brought the misfits into pro wrestling you know what i mean like i have a a certain thing that there's nobody else yeah (laughs) that's how you left your mark kind of yeah so that's kind of what it meant so i definitely how did you pull that off i just called the record company when they had a new album out and i I explained i said look i have this idea i'm a fan uh, and, and the guy, he said, I'll call you back. He called me back and he said, I talked to the band, they're into it. And we just met and it just kind of, it was just like a natural thing. Like we were friends forever. Right. And we just, we just did it. Yeah. I had, I had lunch with Jerry only once and he was actually a, a friend of a friend. It turned out, I didn't even know it was him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little different when you see the real Jerry, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and he went to the bathroom and my, my friend's like, do you know who that is? I'm like, your friend, Jerry. 
And he's like, he's like, Jerry only from the North. And this was, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Michael, did you, um, when you were making the film, did you get a taste of uh, the commuting hectic schedule? And how did, how did that affect you? Yeah, I mean, don't know how you did it. I mean, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the, the good thing is, is that there, we had a crew of stuff, but basically like two, two or three of us. Okay. That was it. So, you know, the producer was also the cameraman. And, and so we could pick up and we could go at a moment's notice. We had to. And that was sort of the bonus of it all. Uh, but yeah, there was moments we were filming in Mexico City and we were, we're filming him. And then, um, and then he's like, he's like, dude, I'm going to Cancun like when it was like well i'm going tomorrow i gotta go for this press conference and it's like oh okay so we quickly had to go and book tickets to go from mexico city to cancun and then we had to go and find a place and then follow him and then we had to go and get passes to get inside to the press conference and, oh and all that sort of stuff like that so and then fly back and then from there fly you know like so we started to get a follow my you started to get to see what it's like and it's 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 wild. It's, it's wild. It's, it's, it's tiring. And I could see the, and Ian always would always tell me like, you know, the, the plane was always the best place. His favorite time was because he could sleep. Yeah. You know, down, uh, downtime. And that's really what it is, you know? Yeah. I was kind of wondering like when, Ian, when you ever had a chance to sleep, I was exhausted watching it. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, in it. <laughs> Back and forth, Canada, LA. Oh my gosh. I, I can't imagine how you did that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it, it just, I've been doing it for so long, 39 years. So it's, you know, I don't really know anything else. Right. It just, mm -hmm. I feel strange not doing it. Uh, okay. So, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so another thing, Did we lose you? Yep, I lost her. Did we lose you both? What kind of games? Oh, you? okay, sorry. We got you back there. We, did, we, did you hear we that? Lost you. No, we lost okay. you. Okay, so um, I the question I asked to Ian is that uh, you're, uh, you said that you're a very avid video gamer and you would like nothing more than to sit in your mausoleum and play video games all day. What yeah. kind of games do you like to play? excited but it's like fuck I, like, what am i gonna do not get it you know what i mean i have to get it <laughs> do you get to play any more often now that um that dash is out of the house i've been playing this whole interview <laughs> oh! <laughs> i won't judge you on that <laughs> i mean I, I i play every single second i can that's right uh, it's just uh it's 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 um it keeps me focused oh that's great yeah it's, it's like a, it's memory work and i don't know but I, I play. I play as much as I can. Yeah. So what's next for both of you? Uh, we're working on movies. We're working on uh, production, developing stuff. We've, we're we're going to be releasing a cool horror film called Psycho Gorman coming out in the fall. Um, lots of cool things like that for with our company Raven Banner. You can follow Raven Banner on Twitter. You can see what we we got cooking from there. 
And I mean, you know, the cool thing is, is that for, for Ian in this movie, um, is that, you know, when we, when we made this, Ian was a totally different person. And he can tell you better than I can, but I think that, you know, he's totally changed and there's a whole new, you know, he's got a whole new thing going on from there. How would you say that you've changed Ian? Um, I have my health back. I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm involved in, in different uh, spiritual projects, helping other people. You know, my work with the Guardian Angels is intensifying as, as you know, as, as, as a lot of social projects. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm off all the meds, so I lost over 130 pounds. Good for you. I'm beating. Wow. I'm, I'm, I don't know. There's just, there's just too many. I mean, it's better to ask me what has stayed the same. It's nothing. I'm that, that guy in that movie doesn't exist anymore. So I'm on this new path, new journey, and it's exciting. And, and I'm just excited to plow forward, right? Because I have my life back. So, so when you watch the film, how do you feel about the guy that's in that movie? Um, I'm glad it's, it's done. Um, I don't know. I'm just glad that it, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it happened. Um, I'm glad that we caught it in time. Yes. I, I get angry at it sometimes. And I'm like, well, how come nobody told me I was so sick? You know, you, you guys didn't see that. You know what I mean? Um, I, it brings up emotions. It's, but now after so many viewings and after all these interviews and seeing how positive people are responding, I'm kind of like, well, wait a minute. It's not about me. Who gives a shit what I think? If, the, if somebody's getting something out of it that's moving them, that's what's the most important, right? So Michael did a, an amazing job of telling a story that moved people. Yeah. So I put my ego aside and um, I, I realized that this movie really, really meant a lot to a lot of people. And it's, it's amazing to be a part of something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that when I was watching, I could definitely see from the beginning to the end, there was, you had begun that change. Um, has uh, being a member of the Guardian Angels um, been affected by um, the racial tensions that are going on in the world here in the U.S. at all? Or I mean, look, I lived in Mexico for 33 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, my ex-wife is, is, is Mexican. My, my daughter's half Mexican. Mm -hmm. All my friends are Mexican. Mm -hmm. I, I speak more Spanish than English. All my brothers in the Angels are, are, are Puerto Rican or Dominican. All the guys in the punk rock bands are, are Mexican, Puerto Rican, Dominican. I mean, I don't got a skin disease. You know what I'm saying? I don't see that racial bullshit. And I'm looking at all these these people that are rioting and all the, the Black Lives Matters and all that stuff. It's kind of like, well, all lives matter. And under the stars, we're all brothers and sisters. So, yeah. unfortunately. There, there are people who don't. Little, well, all these little teenage white boys who are rioting yeah. and fucking everything up for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, like I saw a video yet uh, three days ago on Twitter and it was, it was so cool. It, it's wrong. It's very wrong, but it was very cool. This, uh, an African-American gentleman started beating up a police officer okay. and a bunch of brothers came in and they beat the fuck out of that guy. They helped that. All these black dudes were beating up this other black dude because he jumped a white cop. Wow. Listen, they put the boots to him. This yeah. was a 
this wasn't a beat down. This was a fucking stomp down. Yeah. And then they, and then they, they helped wow. the, the officer put the cuffs on the guy. That's the only, you're right. That's the only way that, you know, things are going to happen. If, you know, we, people stop it as it's happening. And no, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. The point is, you know, got to stop all, all, all this, you know, so the guardian angels are like, we're out there protecting shops in New York City, uh, in, in Puerto Rican neighborhoods and African American neighborhoods, and the people love the fuck out of the Guardian Angels. Yeah. It's all these dumb little white kids that are coming in and causing shit. No, I agree with that. But we're, we're, with the Guardian Angels, we're cool being multi multiracial. I mean, it's just you know we 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 laugh at that discrimination. Like, what, what are you talking about? You know. Yeah. And the Guardian Angels are only about four white people. Me, Curtis Lewa, and his wife, and maybe one more. Everybody else is <laughs> a Puerto Rican, you know? So Wow. Yeah. I, I think we have we have time for maybe one or two more because we gotta hop off. Okay. Miss okay. Misty, do you have any last uh, questions? Um, not really a question. I, I, I noticed that the Ramones were a little present in in the movie and um, just mentioning that I was a Ramones fan as well, and, and any experiences that you had with them? Um, just, well, they, we, they just, they're wrestling fans. So they yeah, just, they are. I, I went to their press conference because a girl who was managing me was managing the Ramones in Mexico. Oh. And uh, so oh. I, I got to go back stage at the press conference and i met them and i told them uh, you know how much they need the whole deal and uh they invited me for dinner we went for dinner and they said well you want to come to the show and i said yeah of course and i said and i was goofing around i said you want to come to my show and they were like well what's your show and i told them you know pro wrestling they, they just freaked out and they were like we gotta go so oh that's great and they just, awesome. did you get in touch with them at all after that yeah, I well, I still I talk to CJ all the time. That's awesome. So, yeah, yeah. It's so crazy how these things can happen. Um, okay, well, let me thank you guys. Um, it was great having you. Um, thank you. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Michael and Ian. And the film is Nail in the Coffin: The Rise, The Fall and Rise of Vampire. Very, very important: The Fall and Rise of Vampire. And you can find it on all of your any of your favorite streaming services. I think it's out on DVD and Blu-ray already, right? It's on, it's coming out on Blu-ray, yes it is. It, is. it has, about, has about one hour of extras on there oh, yeah. with, with stuff that we wanted to put in the film but didn't make in the edit, but we wanted to share with fans. Oh, I'm gonna have to see that. Okay, thank you so, so much for joining us and taking time. Thank you very much, appreciate it. Take care. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you. take Bye. care. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you. Also, 